Welcome to the John Lothian News Daily Update podcast for February 18th, 2024. I am your host, John Lothian. This podcast is brought to you by John Lothian News, the home of MarketsWiki and MarketsWiki Education. Thank you for joining us. Here are the hits and takes comments from today's JLN. JLN will soon be rolling out some Open Outcry Traders History Project videos Robert Lothian shot in Singapore during the FIA Asia Week. We also have an interview with Rama Pillay that we are putting the finishing touches on that was shot in Singapore too. Look for these coming soon. FINRA announced that Jonathan Sokobin has been appointed the new chair of the board of directors for the FINRA Investor Education Foundation. FINRA Foundation, effective February 12th. Joining him are three new members, Jason Fickner, Chief Economist at the Bipartisan Policy Center, Ellen Frawley, partner at GMMB, and Paul Roy, retired Senior Vice President at Capital Research and Management Company. Sokobin is Executive Vice President and Chief Economist and Head of the Office of Regulatory Economics and Market Analysis at FINRA and has been a longtime collaborator with the FINRA Foundation. Are you ready? There are 113 days until the T plus one rule changes that will shorten the settlement cycle from T plus two to T plus one. The change will apply to all U.S. securities transactions that settle through DTC, including transactions in U.S. cash equities, corporate debt, and all unit investment trusts. Canada has implemented a similar rule for its markets. However, due to the three-day Memorial Day holiday in the United States, Canadian securities will transition to a T-plus-1 settlement date on May 27th, a day ahead of U.S. securities. One of the factors in the deal for 85-year-old Autry Stevens to sell Endeavor Energy Resources to Diamondback Energy was Stevens's diagnosis of prostate cancer, which left him physically diminished, the Wall Street Journal reported. I think 85 years old is a good enough reason, but I can certainly understand the other considerations. Evidently, Super Bowl advertisers got what they paid for as this year's Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers was the second most watched television broadcast in history, only behind the 1969 Apollo moon landing, the Financial Times reports. Former U.S. Senator Kelly Leffler is featured in the 2024 edition of Datebook Atlanta Charity and Social. TMX Group Exchanges will be closed for the Family Day holiday on February 19, 2024. Paul Nokels announced after 31 years in public accounting, he is moving into the next season of life. Nokels was a partner and leader at RSM for the last 17 years. The EUAI Act Lessons for U.S. policymakers is being offered online on Tuesday, February 27th from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. EST. The EUAI Act, tentatively passed in late 2023, is poised to become the world's first comprehensive artificial intelligence law. 
The webinar, hosted by New America, will explore key aspects of the EU AI Act and its implications for U.S. policymakers. Featuring European Member of Parliament Dragos Tudorach, the discussion will feature will focus on regulatory treatment, open versus proprietary AI models, prohibited uses, and global governance a and global governance efforts. Learn more and register with the link in today's newsletter. The Climate Project at MIT is a new accelerated initiative that will consist that will consist of three interlocking elements for MIT the Climate Missions, the Climate Frontier Projects, and the Climate HQ. The university is currently recruiting leaders for six climate missions, decarbonizing energy and industry, restoring the atmosphere, protecting the land and oceans, empowering frontline communities, building and adapting healthy, resilient cities, inventing new policy approaches and wild cards. The Climate Project is recruiting an MIT faculty leader for each of these missions. Learn more on the MIT website. There's a link in today's newsletter. Our most read stories from our previous edition of JLN Options were Term of the Week, Right to Buy or an Obligation to Sell from John Lothian News. Hedge fund Verdi builds small China bet after horrendous route from Bloomberg. And watch out, there's a new short volatility gone too far trade in town from Bloomberg. Subscribe to the free JLN Options newsletter with a link in today's JLN. Here are more stories from the first read section of today's JLN. Here's a press release from Blue Oceans Technology, LLC. Blue Oceans Technologies and Drive Wealth announce connectivity partnership expanding geographic reach and trading services. Partnership extends real-time access to equities trading and expands offering in Asia-Pacific and other global markets. Blue Oceans Technology LLC, or BOT, a capital markets fintech leader in global trading and data, and Drive Wealth, a leading fintech delivering financial services through its brokerage-as-a-service platform, today announced a partnership to expand real-time access and connectivity for global brokers. As part of the agreement, Drive Wealth will provide its global B2B partners extended real-time access to equities trading and trading data on the Blue Oceans ATS platform from 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. Blue Ocean will also grow its connectivity among the Drive Wealth markets in Asia Pacific and other global regions. My comment. Trading U.S. stock in the Asia-Pacific time frame is going to be a thing in 2024. Here's another story. This one is from the State House News Bureau via WYSO. The headline, Ohio House approves bill requiring capitalism to be taught in high school financial literacy. 
a proposal that would require financial literacy courses already mandated in high schools to include lessons on capitalism has passed the Republican-dominated Ohio House. The bill tweaks a law passed in 2021 that requires high school students to take a financial literacy course either as an elective or in the place of a half credit of math. The bill would require principles of capitalism to be taught as part of that course. My comment. The kids selling pot in the schools are already teaching capitalism and the role of regulation. You think I'm kidding? Here's another story, this one from Bloomberg. The headline, Snowstorm will disrupt NYC commute and close schools on Tuesday. City could get up to 8 inches of accumulation forecast show. Some private schools are taking traditional snow day Tuesday. A nor'easter is poised to dump up to 8 inches, 20 centimeters, of snow on New York City on Tuesday. Snarling commutes, closing schools, and prompting Mayor Eric Adams to urge residents to stay home. Snowfall of more than 7.3 inches in Central Park would be the most since January 2022, according to National Weather Service's records. Areas north and west of the city could get as much as a foot. Northern New Jersey, eastern Pennsylvania, and southern New England could see as much as 12 inches of snow. Commutes in Boston, where a gale warning is in effect, are also expected to be impacted. My comment. I remember a snowstorm hitting back in 2001, and then NASDAQ Life's Bob Fitzsimmons was asked a question about a snowstorm during a panel discussion. He was so laser-focused on single-stock futures that he answered the question by naming all of the advantage of the product that a trader could experience while trading from the comfort of his or her home without worrying about the weather. It was a masterful demonstration today. With work from home, most systems can be accessed remotely, so we don't have the delayed openings we used to have in years past because of snowstorms. Here's another story, this one from Bloomberg. The headline, Putin seeks revenge on a world order he once wanted to join. The summer evening at a beachside nightclub in the Black Sea Resort of Soki resembled a modern-day version of a gladiator fight in Imperial Rome. Russian fighters pummeled a world team in a mixed martial arts contest. Scantily dressed women waved Russian flags, and the crowd roared as the home squad racked up victories. The highlight was the knockout of a 44-year-old American fighter. It was August 2013, and sitting in a front-row seat in a white dress shirt and flanked by security guards and political acolytes was Vladimir Putin. Six months later, Russia's president sent his country on a path to war by seizing Crimea from Ukraine and ultimately a full-scale invasion entering its third year next week. My comment. My favorite song is Let There Be Peace. It doesn't seem like Mr. Putin will be singing it anytime soon. Here are the top three stories from Monday's JLN. Our most clicked item Monday was the press release from the National Stock Exchange of India, NSE, titled NSE Academy Limited and IIM Sambalpur Inc.'s MOU to launch PG program in fintech for working professionals. 
Second was the web page for the Peter Fissaro's 2024 Wall Street Green Summit on ESG Investing, which takes place in New York City on March 12th and 13th. Third was the New York Times ranking of the Super Bowl commercials. Here are the top three stories from the lead section of today's JLN. The first story is from Bloomberg Markets. The headline, Retail Traders Are Losing Billions in India's Booming Options Market. Like a movie star at a premiere, Mohammed Narizruddin Ansari steps out of the backseat of a white Mercedes. Flanked by a flanks of black-clad bodyguards, he strides into the lobby of a luxury hotel and takes center stage in a ballroom as indoor fireworks machines spew fountains of sparks. If you don't make money in three months, I will give you two million rupees, $24,000, he declares to cheers from the adoring crowd in a scene that's still playing on YouTube. Ansari is meeting his fans in Pune, about 90 miles south of Mumbai. He's selling the dream of stock market riches to India's fast-growing cadre of small investors. With a half million social media followers, he's pushing an especially risky strategy, trading stock options, often as all-or-nothing bets on future share prices. Here's another story, this one from the Wall Street Journal. The headline, America's ESG hiring boom is starting to cool. Companies have slowed hiring on environmental, social, and corporate governance positions as they focus on cost-cutting and higher investment returns. U.S. companies are hiring fewer people for roles related to environmental, social, and corporate governance issues as finance executives assess costs and seek higher returns, seek faster returns on investment. ESG job departures outpaced arrivals for half the months of last year, marking the reversal of a multi-year trend. Companies had 3,071 ESG departures compared to 2,897 arrivals in December 2023, according to employment data provider Live Data Technologies, which reviewed more than 360,000 current and former ESG professionals at U.S. companies. Here's another story, this one from the Financial Times. The headline, Star Macquarie banker who earned more than CEO quits after 28 years. Nick O'Kane is leaving after building booming commodities division at Australian Group. The head of Macquarie's booming commodities business, who was paid more than J.P. Morgan chief Jamie Dimon and 75% more than the Australian Financial Group's own chief executive last year, is to leave the group after almost three decades. Nick O'Kane has been one of Macquarie's most feted executives after a modest bet on the U.S. energy trading market was transformed into its largest and most profitable division. We're grateful for your attentive listening to the John Lothian News Daily Update. Please spread the word about our podcast among your friends. We would greatly appreciate it if you could spare a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform upon which you access this podcast. Your reviews play a crucial role in introducing our content to new listeners. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the daily John Lothian Newsletter email, 
You can enjoy a complimentary 90-day trial by visiting johnlothiannews.com forward slash trial. Thank you for your valued support. Have a great day and stay safe and treat people the same way you want to be treated with respect, equality, and justice. This has been John Lothian. Goodbye. This podcast has been produced by Andrew Lothian.